Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Daily Thread. We were actually 10 minutes into recording this episode when I noticed that my father's microphone was completely unplugged. Right. So that right. that just wasn't meant to be. That was my best stuff. I just did my best stuff. If that was your best stuff, then oh we're in trouble. Oh, my God. We're in trouble. Anyways, welcome back to The Daily Anyways, Thread. It's good to have you. It's good to see you in person for yes, a change. Yes, I'm, oh, I'm here. I know you changed your address. You finally moved out of Far Rockaway. Yeah, I did. Do you miss, do you miss Far Rockaway? No. <laughs> Oh, Far Rockaway is one of the most sought after places in the world to live. I don't, I, I don't think they say that. Uh, Who I've says that? that? It's, it's widely known that there's no houses for sale. To me, there's no Far difference Rockaway. between Far Rockaway and Flatbush. The only difference between Far Rockaway and Flatbush is the proximity it has to Lawrence. What's wrong with Flatbush? I lived in Flatbush for uh, 11, 11, 12, 13, 14 years. There's nothing like inherently wrong with Flatbush. It's just not... It's not one of the most desirable you, places. You, no, you see, the, your problem is you're a five towns kid. You were born in the five towns. And, uh, you know, people here that have stores on Central Avenue here in Cedarhurst that don't live here, they go home at night to Brooklyn, they go to Teaneck, some of them. I used to also speak to some of them, and there was, and when they would be uh, frustrated or upset about something, they would say, what do you want from five towns people? What is five towns people? What does that mean? Uh, people have a bone to pick with the five towns people. I don't know I don't, why. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Maybe because I'm in it, I don't see it. I don't feel it. Well, no. Not, no if you want to go to Flatbush these days, you just go to North Woodmere. You know, that's also that's a mini Flatbush. Let me tell you something. Uh, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I was in Borough Park this morning already. And there's no tangent. We haven't been. We haven't discussed. <laughs> we haven't started talking about anything. All right. So let's start with a tangent. I was in Borough Park this morning. I went to visit your grandmother. Yeah. My mother-in-law, uh, Baruch Hashem, she's doing well. Um, she's 92 and a half years old and she's a Holocaust survivor. That's not the point. Uh, when someone's 92, you could drop the half. You don't have to say 92 and a half. You could drop the half? Just say half. You go either uh, round down or round okay. up. I can't, can I say three quarters? Well, I can't say that. 92 or 93. <laughs> well, I can't say that either. Your daughter is how old? Two and a half? Then you could say it. When they're that half? young, okay. the half a year is, is, is a, a huge percentage oh, of their life. Oh, I understand. It's when math. someone's 92, you're saying oh, 92 oh, and a half? Oh, so it's a math issue. It's a mathematical issue. It's like, well, what is that? Maybe how uh, many months is she, Abba? Uh, she's going to be, uh, her birthday's in July. Um, and, and is everything working now? Is the, my mic working? My Your recording? mic is working, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so it's just, I thought I was going I, She's 1,100 months old. Makes sense? 1,104. Uh, you're doing your math now. 92 times 12. Is that, is that good yeah, math? That's good. 1,100 months? 1,104 months old. Okay. Um, now, um, I, I couldn't find a place to park. It, it was uh, what time? It was 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I couldn't find a place to park. Uh, you know what? And then you see someone down the block pulling out of a parking space. You feel like it's your lucky day, right? You're parked by a fire hydrant. Yeah, you know, it, it, uh, there's, there's like a pecking order of where the wrong places are to park in Borough Park. Fire hydrant is really a no-no, but if you have to, you park there. After that, most people park in bus stops, and then after that, a little bit in someone's driveway if you really, really, really have to. If you really have to be somewhere, um, so uh, I I found the space right on a corner, just like halfway into the crosswalk. That's nice. Which is very you know, widely accepted. I found there's a, there's a hack in Bar Park. The one place that I think you could park without getting ticketed or towed, is, no one should really know this, but is outside Sherman Adas. You know, I don't think they're giving tickets in general in Borough Park. I think like you have to be some sick type, type, a low type of level I to do. give a ticket to someone who went to a funeral. I do not see those traffic agents that give out tickets in Borough Park because they gave a wrong guy a ticket. There would be a riot uh, in, in, in Borough Park. I think it's like a standoff, an understanding between the police department and the residents of Borough Park that we'll park where we want and don't bother us. 
Okay. The other thing about Brooklyn that's rough is speed cameras. Every block. All over the place. Yeah, I should be expecting one in the mail. I was there the other night. No, I thought you had a regular correspondence with the Parking Violations Bureau. I thought you were writing each other. But I said, <laughs> you get a lot of mail from them. It's not, uh, not that you have a pen pal around. Honestly, there should be like a monthly option. <laughs> to just you know, I have to tell you. Pay, pay $29.99 and be scot-free. Well, here in the- Can I ask you a question, though? These, these cameras, these speed cameras, why don't they have them on every single road and street? Why not? I don't know. And you get a $50 ticket if uh, you're speeding. Is that it? If, you, if it's a 25 and you're going 36, camera, flash. Yeah, but why should, why, why should you go 36 in a 25? How about, you like... You have, to, you, have to, you have to obey the law. That's, what, that's why there's law and order in the, in the world. And because there's no law and order, that's why there's so much trouble. I think you're talking about crime. Lori Lightfoot is no, lost her ah, election. Ah, Lori Lightfoot, she lost yes. Election. She was... Such a disaster. She was one of the worst mayors. In, in I don't even remember how she became mayor. And you know what? She was asked if if she thinks that her her race or gender has had any role to no, play. You see, right away she says that she not she didn't win because she's black and a woman. Exactly. Although she just served as a as mayor, so how how did she win? You know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember her winning. I don't I don't remember paying attention to it, but I remember. Just, you know, from my relatives in Chicago, from people that I know in Chicago, that have lived in Chicago. How long was she mayor for? More, four years. It, it's a, She was an unmitigated disaster. Lori Lightfoot. The murder rate is up 25%. And, you know, she has this attitude. She has an attitude. I don't know how far behind that attitude Eric Adams is here in, uh, in New York either, by the way. He has this attitude that you have to make room uh, in your psyche for allow crime to people to when people commit crimes they're expressing themselves and you have to give them that freedom. That's crazy. Yeah, you have you gotta have the freedom to walk into a store with garbage bags and empty the shelves into the garbage. Yeah, bag. you're allowed to, you're allowed to steal X amount for it not to be a felony. Because they they feel that society has a certain debt uh, to some people and uh, and uh, they, and it's not right to get the law enforcement involved. Speaking in, of uncivilized, uh, I I didn't know this um, and this is a really interesting story via JNS. Um, so the war between Russia and Ukraine, there are Palestinians that are, are living in Lebanon that are being paid by Russia to fight in Ukraine for Russia. That is like they're members of the Palestinian Authority and they're being paid $350 per month by Russia to fight on its behalf. You know, that's crazy. I never I never knew that was a thing that you can buy fighters. That's what that's what you call mercenaries. 350 a, a month? How much would you need to get in order to do that? It's a 350 a, a month? It's a it's a big business of being a mercenary. 350 you know, a month. American military veterans went to fight for Ukraine in the beginning of the war. They still might be there uh, because they needed people with some kind of military expertise. Uh, and I think there are mercenaries all over fighting all over the world in different countries. Does does fighting in the army pay well? Uh, in the United States military, I don't think it's a high-paying job exactly. Didn't your bro- didn't didn't your brother almost get drafted? No, no, none, none of us got drafted. He uh, almost got drafted. I don't know what, what does almost got drafted mean. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He almost got drafted by the New York Mets or the New York. No, I think he almost got drafted by the military during well, the Vietnam listen, War. We were we were of age uh, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old at a very uh, sensitive time uh, during the Vietnam War. You know, you know. Do you know that uh, fifty-seven thousand men? Young boys died during the Vietnam War. It's crazy. Fifty-seven thousand 
uh, uh, lives wasted over a period and of I think that's it was by the way that's not years. even accounting for the for the amount of people that came back and then killed themselves the veterans yeah they were so mistreated because the Vietnam War was so looked down upon you know, even today even today in the aftermath of Afghanistan and Iraq there's there's several uh, veteran suicides every single day in in the United States but I want you to know something um, we used to watch the ten o'clock news my father used to watch the ten o'clock news at night on Channel 5, and every night they had something called the honor roll. You know what the honor roll was? Not not who scored high marks in the regents or anything like that. The honor roll was the names of the boys who died that day in, yeah. in Vietnam. According, every single According night. to AWP's findings, 22 to 24 veterans, ages 18 to 64, commit suicide each day. 22 to how much? And 18 to 20 veterans in the same age group die per day by self-injury. Combine this point to at least 40 to 44 veterans taking their lives every day single day yeah listen uh, fighting in a war someone i think we mentioned it here or i was talking to somebody about uh fowder yeah uh, i don't know if you saw it yet on uh, no not yet uh it's uh takes place with uh undercover is this a spoiler is this a spoiler yeah. alert no 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 i'm not okay. saying anything like that uh as as rough as that is as rough as the violence is someone who was in the israel military told me that it is just a tiny little fraction of what it's really like to be in uh, in the military in Israel or in any country, but like you, but you know, it's rough stuff. Yeah, but it's you're looking at the stuff. numbers, I think it says a hundred thousand people commit anyway, suicide you, you, in two, you, in 2020 during the Vietnam War. Uh, you had I I know I know several from guys that went to Vietnam that worked that were drafted that went to Vietnam. Uh, some were drafted and were lucky enough not to not to be sent to Vietnam. Was stationed at different places here in the United States. I know one guy that was sta stationed in Kansas City, because they have mil need military people all yeah. over. I know another guy, believe it or not, was drafted and was stationed in Florida. But you had two choices: but if you can go to Vietnam, uh, or uh, or you can go to you could have gone to Yeshiva, and they would give you a uh, what's called a 4D uh, uh, deferment. That means that you're not eligible to um, to be drafted because you're studying. Then there was a 4F uh, deferment, which means that you were not physically capable of fighting, so they didn't want you in the army. Well, speaking of this story, it reminds me of like, and not, not to make light of it, but you know, growing up, I feel like there were a few camps that would do something like this where they would have staff members, like you know, Camp Manovu, Camp Heller, they always had amazing basketball teams. And then you grow up and you start realizing that they have guys in camp that are literally there just to play basketball. Like they might not even have a job in camp, but their their job in camp is to be on the basketball team. So I think you know. Well, you have you know you have guys in college football that are, are great football players. They're not very good students, and there is a requirement that they have to uh, score, uh, maintain a certain grade point average for to stay on the football team. But they they dummy it up. Yeah, and they make sure they have good grades, or someone takes it. Well, because these them. these athletes are making tens of millions of dollars for the universities every year. Uh, so it's important to have a uh, a good uh, a good football team. So they want to make sure that uh, you know people go to all kinds of lengths and all kinds of zigzags in order to uh, get done what they'd like to get done. That's true. The next headline I have is via the Daily Wire: TikTok, the famous social media platform, creates a new default time limit for users under the age of 18. TikTok announced on Wednesday that the social media company would establish a default one-hour time limit for minor users in an effort to reduce young people's time on the platform. The announcement comes as TikTok, owned by Chinese technology company ByteDance, 
faces scrutiny for negative effects on children, national security concerns. TikTok said in a statement that every user younger than 18 will be subject to a default 60-minute daily screen time limit, after that which teens will be prompted to enter a passcode to continue watching, requiring them to make an active decision to extend that time. So that's, if, if that's the 60 minutes, if the 60, what minutes? After 60 minutes, they basically just have it, to like... It shuts down? No, they just have to enter a passcode, which probably will also be able to be unlocked with Face ID. So it, it's it's a whole lot of nothing. Ultimately, it's a lot of nothing. All they need to do is is look at the screen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Face <laughs> like, uh, the, uh, facial recognition, and they could, they could stay on? I don't know. I, I'm not on TikTok, as you know. I don't bother with that. Yeah, you shouldn't be. Um, and it says TikTok will also encourage young users to create a daily screen time limit if they spend more than 100 minutes on the platform each day. Parents and guardians will be permitted to, to more easily view screen time on a dashboard and customize daily limits for the children based on school schedules, holiday breaks, and other commitments. Um, again, I feel like that that is a whole bunch of nothing. They're not really accomplishing anything. They're just trying to quell fears and saying, oh, we're, we're doing something but you're not really doing anything. Every teenager will be able to just continue watching. They'll, they'll put in a password and shine. So yeah, that's... There's a, there, listen, there's a, there's a lot of problems in the world. There's a lot of challenges, for especially for young people today. I don't know if they're greater than they were 20 or 40 uh, or 50 years ago. I don't, I don't know if they're greater than they were, but every age has its uh, its challenges. Challenges for kids, challenges for teenagers, Challenges for parents, for young adults. Uh, you have to. Uh, we 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 have the 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 Orthodox Jewish community happens to be very very fortunate that Shabbos with day off. The th- no, through it all, through it all. If you have the proper training, and most of us do, because we went to yeshiva, uh, and I don't. It doesn't mean you're limited to the amount of interest that you can have, but you you if if you feel things are falling apart, you have something solid and real to hold on to uh, and and, and I, I can't i can't stand it when i hear people say oh i'm bored i have nothing to do or you know, i don't get bored by the way uh well when you were a little kid i mean you were a little kid i don't you? think i got bored as a kid no you were always uh always i was just fine with something i was fine even if i wasn't busy i was fine you know anybody that gets bored complains about they get that they get bored my daughter goes i'm bored well i don't what she learned that from i don't know probably school <laughs> <laughs> i'm bored I'm bored. What does she want? Well, how do you uh, address that when she's bored? Go play. <laughs> Go play. The world is she, your the world is your toy chest. I don't I don't know. Maybe she's bored of playing. Maybe she wants to do something else. Maybe she wants to play cards. You know, maybe, I don't know. maybe poker or blackjack or, um, or something like that. Anyway. Another story. I don't know what's going on up there and down here with the, the air traffic control, but a JetBlue pilot had to take evasive action after while landing his plane at Boston's Logan International Airport, which happens to be one of the busiest airports in the country. When another aircraft crossed an intersecting runway, the Federal Aviation Administration said the close call occurred about 7 p.m. on Monday when the pilot of a Learjet 60 took off without clearance as a JetBlue flight was preparing to land on an intersecting runway. Uh, Air traffic controller instructed the pilot of the Learjet to line up and wait on one on runway one while the JetBlue flight landed on another runway. Uh, The Learjet pilot read back the instructions clearly but began to take off instead. The pilot of the JetBlue aircraft took evasive action and initiated a go-around. He climbed back up, and um, I'm looking for the exact number here, but I, I had seen online that these aircrafts were within 500 feet of, of, of colliding with each other, and the JetBlue, uh, air, the JetBlue plane was within 100 feet of landing on the ground, 
And it was another close call. And this is like the third close call in the last couple months. You know why there's such a high incidence of these things happening? Overworked pilots? We No, we discussed it yesterday. It's called equity. Uh, they're hiring, you really think so? Yeah, they're hiring, they're hiring people that are not sufficiently trained. Because they have equipped. to f- f- meet, a, meet a quota? Because they want to make sure that they have a uh, ethnic representation across the board. They want to make sure they have uh, the right proper number of African Americans. That's the case. It's really scary. And, well, th- that's a big problem. Can you imagine? Like again, like you never hear of you never hear of these types of things anymore. You know, you, but but already three in the last couple months we've this, been hearing this, this. This has become this has become the um, this has become the um, the objective, uh, the goal of corporate America uh, to make sure that they have. Uh, proper ethnic ethnic representation because the worst thing that could happen to them is they could be uh, accused of you know prejudice or racism. Yeah. Now, do you want to fly in a plane uh, where the pilot was not properly trained, or they let him out of uh, uh, training uh, a couple of months early so they could have a good uh, diverse ethnic representation? You know, I I don't think uh, any of us. Uh, any of us want that? Uh, why shouldn't everyone be properly trained on a on an equal basis? And when they're qualified, I agree with you. And they go into the cockpit yeah. and, they, and they can fly. I think we should talk about perm a little bit. It's coming up. Yeah. Uh, speaking of perm, I want to you know introduce a new a new segment on the show, and that is, what are you thinking? You know, like what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Like, why would you do that? And my why would you do that? Um, my why would you do that moment is it didn't happen yet, but I know it's gonna happen, and it's sort of like don't. I feel like don't dress up your kids for perm like, like, like uh, characters from movies. Yeah, perm is a is a Jewish holiday. Don't okay. dress up as Olaf from 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 Frozen. Why would you do that? Okay, go like go go. No, you don't you don't like that take. Why? What are you dressing? What are you dressing up as? Dressing as a farmer. Okay, you don't you don't agree with that take. It's a Jewish holiday. It's not Halloween. Yeah, yeah, dress up, dress up as something generic. You can go generic, but don't dress up as something from a movie. Okay, I don't know when to change, but in in the so-called olden days, you know, yeah, like a hundred years ago when I was a teenager, yeah, people only dressed up. The girls dressed up as Queen Esther. Yeah, and, and the boys dressed up as Mordechai or Coin Godel. or or Haman. Some of them want to be a little <laughs> bit uh, nefarious, a little cutting edge. They dressed up like Haman. Or Achishverosh. Interesting. You know, I mean, those these are characters. Would any of the girls dress up as Vashti? Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Vashti had a very small role, and she was killed. If your if your daughter is dressing up as Vashti, it's a red flag. Well, Vashti had a small role really? in the Megillah. She she appeared in the very beginning, and then she was then she was executed. Yeah. Well, so. that's my that's my what are you thinking moment of the week? Like, don't. Don't do that. So you shouldn't dress up with a dress uh, up Joe, as a coin gudel. Joe Biden mask. Uh, that's fine. Or that's 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 that's, that's fine. Innocuous. That's reality. That's neutral. That's reality. That's real life. But that's don't temporary. Um, don't dress up as someone from like The Incredibles or Toy Story. Like these are these are movies, and that's something that the Halloween it's done, and that's not Purim. Yeah, but kids uh, kids watch those movies. Okay, yeah. so they go watch he's those movies, a, but they don't have to dress up as an Purim. An electronic pacifier for a lot of kids. You know, take them, plunk them down in front of the TV, and just let what's, them what's your for two or three hours. What's your what were you thinking moment moment of the week? Um, I don't know. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking. I was wondering why after I think this is our seventy seventh episode. Oh wow! Yeah. You know, uh, I was. I saw yesterday on the screen that it was number seventy six. 
So obviously this is number 77. How is it that you never share any information with me about what you're thinking about doing, what people's reactions are, what letters you're getting, what emails you're getting? Am I or what? Are you you telling me what I'm thinking? I'm I'm, I'm working in a complete vacuum. So uh, Do you feel feel oppressed? You were driving in this morning from wherever you live and you were thinking about what you want to talk about today. You didn't tell me anything about what you were thinking about. So my reaction to that, that's my reaction to what, uh, what was it? What do you call it again? You don't even remember? No. Why would you do what? What are you thinking? What are you, what, what are you thinking? You think that I could just sit here and extemporaneously respond as best as possible? I just did that. I just came up with it on the spot also. What? I just came up with it on the spot. I don't know. You must have been thinking about it. I was soon. not thinking about it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I don't see any problem with uh, dressing your kids up any way you want. You really? Know? It's a day of... Uh, How about adults? It's a day where the uh, theme is to uh, uh, disconnect from uh, from reality. But it's one of the holiest yeah, days of the year. Sense. Not It is the holiest day of the year. And you're going to dress up as a movie character? Listen, the theme is that you can um, you can wear a mask... And you could make it represent yourself as something other than you actually are. Can I do so another? Really, so it really doesn't matter. Can I do another? What What are you thinking? Moment. Yeah. Those don't don't you dare put a meat hamantashen in front of me. Meat hamantashen. There are people treating hamantashen like donuts on Hanukkah, which I think is crazy, as it is to have meat donuts. Don't you dare come up to me with a hamantashen with pulled beef in it. Really? That you've is. Seen, you've seen that? Yes. It's it's crazy. We're having you're having on perm meat hamantashen. I'm not coming. Who's making them? Who's making By his them? suit, he's having meat hamantashen. What is that? Pulled beef, pulled beef with a hamantashen. Some a, of them have a, a triangle pulled beef. Some of them have kishka and pulled beef and in a hamantashen. Like, listen, where uh, what have how how low have we stooped? A lot of people can't get through a day without uh, some pulled beef, kishka, and some chalm. pulled beef is new ish. No, and pulled beef didn't exist yeah, thirty maybe years ago. 20, Twenty years. Who, who invented pulled beef? I don't know. Some chef. I, uh, you know, all these things. Which guy was the first guy that took a piece of meat and started pulling and said, uh, pulled a, a beef. Chef, uh, a chef, uh, some innovative chef in some restaurant. He started calling up other restaurants saying, hey, I got this product. Just pull it. Just yeah. just, just pull the meat. And then all of a sudden we could charge $28 for some pulled beef. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't go for that really. It's, a, it's, like a, it's like a very popular first course. When you go to a wedding, it's so you're sitting on the table. Yeah, Nissen's wedding had it at the first course. Oh yeah, yeah, but well, it was very popular then. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> I don't um, remember either. But yeah, basically those hamantashen with the beef coming out. Uh, speaking of health, this is a, a headline from Yeshiva World. Hey, study: heart attack and stroke linked to consumption of zero calorie sweetener. Zero calorie sweetener, like what? Like uh, what? A new study has revealed that the popular zero calorie sweetener. Erythritol may be linked to strokes, heart attacks, and blood clots, and even oh. death. The artificial sweetener is commonly used in keto- ketogenic diets and can be found in diet foods such as Truvia as sugar substitute. Yeah, uh, are you you're you're drinking that right now, aren't you? So what is? <laughs> I would what put that it, down if I were you. What's it called? Um, erythritol. And what does it do? It causes sudden heart attacks? It, it doesn't affect the blood glucose levels and has no calories. So, you know, of course, everyone, the same people that are eating the meat hamantashen are trying to save calories and they're drinking that. So all in all, if you're eating the meat hamantashen and you're having this sugar substitute. Yeah, listen, people, a human body could withstand a lot. You should see people's eating habits, uh, what, the, what they're really like, uh, what you could eat, uh, that you could survive somehow uh, eating it.
Yeah. Well, that's a, that's, that's something to look out for. The study was published on Monday in the journal of nature medicine and analyzed blood samples from three different populations and found that the higher levels of erythritol are associated with higher risk of heart attack, stroke, or death in three years. Stay off the sugar substitutes. Just have a regular plain Snapple. Don't go diet Snapple. The sugar substitutes are not good for you. I don't know. I've been uh, um, using. Yeah, at Morty Shap, you came at me. What's it called? You came at me about my regular Snapple. Trivia. Uh, I've been I've been uh, having plain trivia in my coffee for I don't know since since they invented it. You have been ten fifteen years. Yeah. Maybe you should stop. No, you know I don't know. I'm not putting sugar in in my coffee. It's unnecessary calories. You know. And uh, that's the objective here. You have to eat healthy for the most yeah. part. You know, have a balanced diet. Uh, that's the main thing. And uh, Purim, you have to really be able to step out of uh, uh, any kind of, you know, diet regimen that, that but, you're but in. But can I tell you something? That's literally every other week in the Jewish calendar. Hanukkah, no, no diet. Then you have Shabbos. And then you have, it's like, the, it's constantly well, listen, stepping we, out. We have Purim coming, we have Purim coming up uh, Tuesday. And it's going to be one of the one of the main features of the celebration is the Sauda on yeah. Tuesday afternoon. And there's going to be a big feast. People are going to be eating, uh, you're going to wash, you're going to have challah, you're going to have uh, sushi. And uh, and what else are we going to have? You know. Meet Meet and, uh, and all, don't give it to me. All, all kinds of fancy dishes. Telling you, don't give it to me. And it's going to be a, a feast. I can't be the only one that's thinking this. You know, the question is why is uh, why are these celebrations food centric? Why is food such a because a suda because a suda is you wash you wash and uh, and you have some some soup maybe or a piece of chicken and uh, and finished. Why do you have to, you know, eat like a glutton, you know? A glutton? A glutton. Why do you have to uh, you Yiddish? Know, stuff your... No, it's not Yiddish. Why do you have to stuff your face like... It's a glutton. Like, like it come that? from gluten? Maybe, no. Gluten only has one T. Glutton has two Ts. That's also something that I'm not a fan of. Words that are spelled the same, like... Like air and air? Like air and air, or read oh, and read, breathe and breathe, breath, breath and... Breath and breathe. Breath and breathe. Yeah, the English language is flawed. Anyways, uh, that's our that's our episode oh, for we're today. Already? You had so something fun. else you wanted to say? No, I'm I'm done. I, if I want something else to say, I got to look at my phone. You want to do that? You don't let me do that. You. This is not China. You're allowed to you're allowed to do anything no, you want. No, no, I don't want to be admonished by you uh, right in the uh, in the in the broadcast. But I, I sent you some uh, stories early this morning. I thought they were pretty. Uh, I thought they were pretty good. Did I touch on any of them? Um, let me see. Well, you know, they you don't want to talk about terrorism, but they caught the murderers. The Israeli army caught the murder, caught the murderers of uh, Elan Ganellis. Yeah. And uh, I know we want to try to stay on a high note, but when, when I think back to the two uh, the two boys from the Paley family, it's such yeah. like a just it's not even two weeks yet and it's an old story it's because because there's multiple uh, others yeah. and then then you have the Yaniv brothers well yeah. Bibi Netanyahu is speaking to the he's speaking to the to the country as we speak at 8, 8 p.m 8 10 p.m yeah what's he addressing the country about well if you want to do this in real time right now he was he's supposed to be addressing the media at 8 at 8 10 p.m um Israel time so I'm just gonna head over to my Local source sheet over here. 8 p.m. So now it's already 9. It's what? 9.40? Yeah. So let's see what Netanyahu had said. Uh, um, I don't see anything yet. Yeah. I'll show you a video of your cousin, Shalom Dove Bear Brook, who, um, you want to see? Here's it. 
They're looking for the boys? Looking for yeah. them. What are they doing? He finished uh, like a 20-mile hike. Oh, really? As part of his initiation into the IDF. Something like that. Not for not for kids. So I see times. I see one tweet, um, but this is anti Netanyahu. It says that Prime Minister Netanyahu in a speech tonight is comparing the settlers the settler riots in Huara to the anti judicial overhaul protests in Tel Aviv. So people on the left are not happy about that. Um, I don't know. I don't see anything else about his speech. Listen, the, 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 oh you know our, our a big Greisman Jacob Cornblue. <clears throat> said that Netanyahu drew a moral equivalency between the settler rampage in the Palestinian town of Hawara and the rioters of pro-democracy protests in Tel Aviv. So that's the, that's sort of what everyone's going to be running with from Netanyahu's speech. Um, okay, so let's uh, we'll put a put a uh, put a lid on, a lid on it for today. Yeah, we'll revisit tomorrow, and and uh, we look forward to hearing your feedback. If you if you think that we should be sharing all the information that we got with, with my father, then send us an email and we'll share them all with him. Just put my father's name in the, in the subject. Yeah, or you could, uh, yeah, you could send it to, uh, the daily thread at meaningfulminute.org. Yeah, or, you, or you can give me the password to, so I can swing it onto the email. We could do that. And maybe I could, uh, read the letters so I could react to them instead of hearing it from you. for the Okay. First so time. tomorrow, everyone send your, send your letters tonight and we're going to go ahead and, and we'll read them on the air tomorrow. Okay, sounds good to me. See you all tomorrow.